Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry, Toyota. Let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is Dan Hansis along with Mark Sessler, Chris Wesley, and Greg Rosenthal. Hey, Dan. Of the Around the NFL podcast. On our most recent episode, we talked about the fallout of Martavis Bryant's suspension, Eric Weddle's big decision, and then we talked about five football franchises on the rise, including the Oakland Raiders of all teams, Wes. Check out the Around the NFL podcast three times a week, nfl.com slash podcast and iTunes. Fantasy freaks and geeks, what is up? I'm James Cohen. You're listening to the NFL Fantasy Life podcast on a beautiful Tuesday. Uh, we got the whiz kid from Wisconsin, Alex Gelhart, behind the glass. What's up, Alex? It's exciting to be here. It's a good, it's a good, it's a good week right now. I feel. I don't know. We launched. Uh, Ellie and I launched our top twenty games of uh, oh, 2015 that's series. Right. So that's been a lot of work, and it's yeah. fun to see that up and out there. I got to be um, honest with you. There's no chance in hell I could do a a, a, uh, a list series like that because I can't remember the games. Well, that's why it's good. Elliot has, as you guys know, like a photographic memory, and I've yeah, got a pretty does. good memory of those he games. Does. The trouble is narrowing it down to 20. Okay. There's so many good games. Like I hear we you. just start. Like I'll sometimes through the li- the season start a running list, and then at the, after the season we start talking, and then once the playoffs are done, like I think we had almost 36, 40 games on the and list. You had to at narrow first, that down. And we're like. All right, this has got to go. This has got to go. And then we argue over them back and forth for a while of which ones to keep. But it's fun. You can check it out, NFL.com slash top 20. So there you go. I think I'm just feeling good feeling good about having that out. And, uh, yeah, it's a good day. MG, my guy, Marcus Grant, what's up? Not much, man. I'm uh, counting down the hours because uh, this time uh, – well, actually, in several – probably by the yeah. time this is out and most of you are listening to yes. it. Yes. I will be in the grand state of Arizona. No, really? spring training. Oh, yep. hell yeah. His annual training. Hey, man, are you going to uh, – are you meeting up with Adam Rank? Uh, you know what? We will be like ships in the night passing yeah. one another. Like as I'm heading out there, he will be coming back to Los Angeles. So we will, oh, we will I miss see. each other. I was surprised, by the way, that grand effect. This apparently is the first time Adam Rank has ever been to spring training, which if anybody – Is that right? Any of you yeah. know Adam Rank? He's enormous, a big Enormous Angels fan, big baseball fan overall. Um, and Arizona's so close. So close. Like, you know, it's if, if for, from L.A., it's a six-hour drive, a one-hour flight. Apparently, this is the first time he's ever been to spring training. And the funny thing is, then he brought his kid. He brought his kid. So his All kid. the years when he didn't have a kid, he never I went. <laughs> now that he's a father, he <laughs> takes his kid. Let's bring, let's hey, bring his he's kid. He's starting Ahsoka out early, guys. <laughs> it's so funny. That means Ahsoka and Adam Rank have gone to spring training. The same number of times. The same number of times. And, yeah. Ro- and Rosie McGee. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is so funny. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's interesting. It, well, obviously, we, we have no Adam Rank today, so uh, the podcast won't be an hour and a half long. No. I apologize. We won't have him filibustering. <laughs> <laughs> but well, uh, yeah. Well, we're, uh, well. Thankfully, Marcus is here long enough to do the pod with us before he ventures out. I know. I had to, you know, I had to, to drop in and I and, like it. And hold it down one time before I before. But go. big show today. Big time show. We're going to talk a little bit about the top two hundred. Michael Fabiano wrote a big old list, uh, ranking his top two hundred guys. He's kind of updating that, you know, every so often when b- big news breaks and he kind of moves guys up and down, uh, whatever it might be. But uh, we'll, we'll kind of take a look and parse through his uh, what, like maybe like top eighty guys or so. We'll see how far we get. But yeah, yeah. exactly. And and uh, we're obviously we're not going to have time to talk about every single one, but guys that jump out. Right. And uh, and that, you know, maybe we feel strongly about either way, either too high, too low. And, and listen, man, I, 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 look, we all know 
Uh, we're in the business. If you try to rank guys, it is a thankless job. Yeah, so that's why I'm glad Fabs went ahead and did all this because we've been pulled into other things lately, so we right. have this top 200 out there, which if you're listening to the podcast and want to follow along on his list or get a look at the whole list and yeah, there you go. yell at him on Twitter, Twitter, NFL.com slash top 200 will take you right to the page. Booyah. Uh, but first, let's get to the top headlines. Do it. The camera highlights in the world of sports. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. This is the woo. I like turtles. We continue to follow breaking news. Watch the news because I'm a kid. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife. Man, it pains me, this first one. It pains me. Martavis Bryant suspended for at least one year. Uh, it's, uh, I think, deemed an indefinite suspension. He's got to basically reapply uh, for reinstatement, but uh, uh, for multiple failed drug tests here. But, man, man. It's a bummer. It is a bummer. It's a bummer for fantasy, and it's a bummer for Martavis Bryant, too, because it came out, and it's not just like he's hanging out, smoking weed with his friends. Like, it seems he has, he has he's more problems. To use he's, it. Got, he's got depression he's been right. trying to work with, so he's going to try and get some help, and... That's a you know that's a real deal. So it's easy for people to just sit and see the news from their couch and be like, "Oh my God, if I had money on the line, I wouldn't do that. Or, <laughs> I wouldn't touch any of that stuff." But like, this is a different person with dealing with different issues. So like, calm down. And uh, it's a bummer. So I hope he gets his help. But it's uh, it's definitely gonna have a big impact on the pit offense. Oh man, I I mean I've got so many thoughts on this, but I know it's a fantasy podcast. But I'll, I'll just get this out there, man. Martin, first of all, anybody who thinks that you know money solves all problems is just it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, there's still people, for God's sakes, man. They got right. people problems, man. Uh, that being said, even if he was a, even if he was doing it recreationally, I, I just think it's like, man, really, really, one year for something that's legal in multiple states. It's, I mean, for him, it's a, it's obviously a compound issue. He missed what four games at the start of last he year. He did. He did. Um, he did. You know, this is not this is not his first. It dates back to college too. I'm pretty right. Sure. This That's is not why his he first fell to the fourth round or whatever. I uh, get it. The four game suspension should have been a wake up call. I agree with that. I that I do agree with. And, and with that much money on the line, yeah, you know, you're right. No, you're right. It, you know, but it's just it's such a complicated. Well, thing. and you know, I mean, we've seen this. Obviously, we've seen we saw it in the case of Josh Gordon. Sure. Where he ended up missing all of last season because of of uh, you know the substance abuse issues. So, um, it's it's. For them, obviously, it's an issue, something that that they need to have taken care of. Uh, you know, for us, for on a much, much more trivial basis, it's frustrating because sure. those guys aren't available. Um, but you know, all right, let's shift gears. We all we soldier on, I guess. <laughs> well, let's. As, as Marcus pointed out over the weekend, though, because uh, he tagged me on Twitter yeah. I, on this last podcast, I said I have a feeling Ladarius Green is going to get way, 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 way overdrafted. Right. I did not. No, that Alex, this yeah. was going to be the reason Alex why. Alex is a wizard. But now his... <laughs> Alex is a... so... Pittsburgh fans can blame Alex Gelhar. <laughs> Thanks, After, Alex. I mean, Antonio Brown's going to be in the first round. Yeah. Ladarius Green is getting way overdrafted. But then it begs the question of if it's Marcus Wheaton, who actually was playing a little more often and played pretty darn good That's towards what the I end thought. of last season, which was kind of amazing. That's what I thought. Or if Sammy Coates, the burner that they no. picked up uh, <laughs> in the draft. Nope. Is uh, is ready to take the next step? No. Yeah, I <laughs> no. I, I, I mean, no, but I do. I do think in the short term. I think okay. in the short term, this benefits Marcus Wheaton, hundred percent. Um, long term, who knows? I mean, I, I do think Ladarius Green sees a lot more targets. I do think he ends up moving up the ranks. But I wouldn't be surprised if you see Sammy Coates. I mean, that was that was a lot of the Twitter buzz, you know, in the afternoon after uh, the news broke that Sammy Coates could see uh, a big rise. And I think I think a lot of it is because I know there's not a lot of fantasy football internet love for Marcus Wheaton. Um, you know, like we thought he was going to be that guy that Martavis Bryant easily surpassed him, and he just still hasn't quite put it together. I don't want to give up on Marcus Wheaton yet. I agree. Um, so I do think he's he is the short term beneficiary of of what happened. Um, you know, it's funny. Everyone's going to mention Sammy Coates, okay? It, <laughs> just, just like I'm not enamored with, uh, and of course I am the the combine guy, right? I'm the combine. He's a big athletic freak, and you yep. say, okay, big size. Big body. I mean, I figured, super fast. I would expect you to have a fat head of him in your house. <laughs> no, <laughs> I like wide receivers that can actually catch. I figured you were going there. Yeah, and it's a valid, valid complaint. <laughs> Sammy Coates seemed to really like watching him uh, last year, studying him coming into the draft. Like he really struggled at times. Just like 
his hand position and like he was one of those guys when they, when you hear scouts say like fights the ball. He fights the, the ball. The ball would be coming man. in and he would be like I don't know, like swatting flies sometimes. <laughs> so maybe they've ironed that out. We haven't really seen a lot of them, you know, at the NFL level, but I would feel much more comfortable getting Marcus Wheaton as a, a deep, you know, double-digit round guy if he, if he hangs around that far and hoping. Because this offense is still going to be good. They're still going to sling the rock. They're going to put up points. What does it mean for Big Ben, man? Because I saw a great stat that uh, games where Martavis Bryant played, Big Ben had over 20 points a game. Yeah. And then when... Uh, Martavis is out of there. He was around 16 points a game, uh, maybe just shy of that. Well, I know uh, our good friends. It's a big difference. I've heard man. the step before, too, and I was listening to our good friends around the NFL podcast. Chris Wessling made this point on their episode this week. The, off, the Pittsburgh offense as a whole scores almost 30 points a game when Martavis Bryant is on the field, and that drops to 22 points a game when Whoa. he's off. That's a big difference. That is a big difference. I still think as long as Antonio Brown walks the earth, Ben Roethlisberger is going to be okay. And the benefit now is, though, that they're losing Martavis Bryant, but they do get another very fast, very big seam stretcher. Like, who can, 100%. Who's, he's a different role, but he can attack defenses in a different way that should still give them that dynamic element that Martavis Bryant bought. All right, bought. so so are you, are you going to buy the hype train surrounding Ladarius Green? Not at where he's going to go. Where do you think he's going to go? He's he's playing um, a position that uh, that fans, I believe, will go into the draft thinking that they need to address because they always fans always believe they need to address the tight end position. And he also plays for a, the, one of the most high profile teams uh, in the NFL in the Pittsburgh Steelers. So my guess is he climbs to the four or five range. See, that's kind of that's my fear, oh, and that's not. Lee, that's a big price. I can't do it right there, but I, that's my fear is that he's depending gonna, on how the how the board falls. And like what we read in the offseason, I want to go back and watch Ladarius Green again. But I, he played well. Yeah, he did. No doubt. Yeah, he did. Like no the, doubt. the only thing holding Ladarius Green back was the presence of Antonio Gates. It's yeah. nothing against like him needing to develop as a player or anything. So like, man, you put him in that offense with Antonio Brown and Ben Roethlisberger. Like, that's something. I mean, let's compare it to last year. Travis Kelsey went in that same vein, and he had Alex Smith as a quarterback. And Jeremy Macklin outside. <laughs> You're getting ma- like both those guys are good players. You're getting a massive upgrade, you know, for the talent in that similar situation with it being Ben Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown. I will say that at least as of now, it does not appear that the hype train has left the station for Ladarius Green. It has not. Uh, Nobody's doing yet. mock drafts. They're all crying. A, They're all crying because just a, a quick check of fantasy football calculator. Okay, they do a great job. Still has Ladarius Green in the twelfth round. Okay, that's okay. going so, to shoot up. Let's oh, let's revisit so this. So right now they're 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 you know loading up the train. They're they're you know <laughs> they're, they're selling sh- they're selling tickets, <laughs> shoveling coal. They're in starting right now. to put, they're starting to fuel up, but uh, it has not yet left the station. Um, uh, all right, all right. So they, they added another, gets, they added another luxury car. To pretty get much, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I don't. I think fourth round. I I don't think he's going to go fourth round because there's going to be too many. You know, he's wide receivers running my right, yeah, but yeah, fifth, exactly. fifth probably. So let's say fifth round. Would you buy at, in round five? I might. Like I said, it, it's going to depend on the board and some more research. But yeah. like that's when we talk about you get your you get I, I get my sure things early on. Yeah, I get a you know Antonio Brown or a Beckham, and I get a solid running back and another guy like you know Jordy or somebody else that's good there. And then I'm sitting there and I've got my I've got my nucleus and I want to start taking a shot on somebody that could be like a you know game changer for my for my team. I could see myself buying in. I just. I love. <laughs> I, I love the look on Marcus's face. I right would now. love to be able to wait until <laughs> like six or seven. I just. I mean, I agree with Alex. I just. I don't think that's going to be possible. I. But I. If if I could somehow hold on to like the sixth or seventh round, I would feel. Here's so much here's better. the way I'd feel about taking taking Laddie Green there. Let's get dangerous. Yeah, buddy. Gotta, right. gotta, gotta, yeah. Gotta get a little dangerous. Yes. Sometimes. All right. All right. I, you know, I, I agree with you. I, for some reason, I don't know why, but I, I feel as if Ladarius will fall into the seventh round. Um, at that price, I'll buy. Sure. Gosh, at round five. Oh. All right. But you know what's going to happen? You know what's going to happen? It's going to get to round five, and I'm going to get itchy. Oh, yeah, you will. I'm going to get super itchy. You're gonna all of a sudden look back and you're like, "This guy ran a four five. <laughs> like the numbers are gonna be calculated. You're gonna be Zach Galifianakis in the Hangover and James is gonna be like, "Larry Screen." Oh <laughs> man! All right, some cu- quick couple, a uh, couple other news notes here. Zach Miller, tight end, uh, resigns with the Bears. Mike Wallace visited the Ravens. Uh, any interest uh, for any one of those guys? I, I think Mike Wallace with the with Miami, or excuse me, with the Ravens is an interesting one. He could go and replace what they lost with Torrey Smith. 
And, uh, like, because that team, we still don't know what Brashad Perriman's going to bring because he missed all of last year. Right. Steve Smith, phenomenal player, but he's not stretching, stretching the field like he no. used to, especially coming off an Achilles. Right. Like, uh, that's that's an element that that offense needs, and that could be a place where if Mike Wallace goes there, maybe a dart as a wide receiver five. But the one I'm more interested in is Zach Miller in De- in uh, Chicago. Yeah. I thought, I said on Twitter, that's a great, it's a great signing, and by them signing him, there have been rumors that they want to ship out Martellus Bennett or maybe even just cut him, like try and trade him. Yeah. Uh, I think Zach Miller's a, a low-end tight end one then, and a guy that if I don't reach on a Ladarius Green or get Gronk early or something like that, uh, he'd be a tight end I'd definitely target down the stretch because everybody remembers those two big splash plays he had. He had that stupid one-handed catch touchdown against right. the Chargers, I think, and then he had like the 80-yard touchdown against the Rams where he like somehow popped out of three tacklers and raced to the end zone. But he played very well outside of that, and uh, Jay Cutler loves throwing to his tight end. He does. And I think they, they started getting a little chummy last year, so I'd definitely be able to buy into that in later rounds. Uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens with Martellus Bryant, uh, Martavis. Martellus Bennett. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, all right, you're, all over, you're all over the place right now. <laughs> Just take, take a playoff. Get <laughs> some Gatorade. <laughs> wow, where am I? I don't know what's happening here. Uh, C.J. Anderson, we're, we're taping this early Tuesday morning here. Now, I'm assuming the C.J. Anderson news will come out sometime Tuesday afternoon. Something will happen today. Today is yeah, the deadline for the Broncos the to match. Right, exactly. So uh, Miami signed him to a big-time deal. Uh, he could be reunited with Adam Gase, uh, but Denver has the right to match, obviously. And, and um, I, I here's my take. Uh, it's early Tuesday morning, but I would be surprised if Denver actually matches. They're trying to save cap space, um, and I don't know. I, it's just at that price, C.J. Anderson, if, I just don't know if they Who are they saving cap space for? That's a good point. They've signed Von Miller. Who are they point. saving cap space for now? It's the, a great point. The thing is, if they had wanted, I don't think they're going to si- They're going to extend him. At their, they would have done it him. already. They would have put a better tender on him. That, yeah. They put the lowest tender that, on that's him. What I, like, that, th- see, the, and that was what they thought their price, his price would be in this market. Yeah. So they were I think. I think he's going to go to Miami, and to be honest, I'd rather have him there. He's a he's a complete back. Adam Gase likes him. Yeah, like Adam Gase was a guy that like also motivated him too because he called him out for being chubby back in the day in Denver. So the fact that Gase wants him and knows what he can offer, like, I mean, the Jay Ajayi is still going to lurk there, but C.J. Anderson's Gase's boy, and if they're throwing him that money, I figure he's going to be the the primary back in that field. And I know Jay Ajayi is there and was <clears throat> the presumptive starter uh, once Lamar Miller was gone. But mm-hmm. do keep in mind. It's not like Adam Gase drafted Jay Ajayi. No. Oh, yeah, nope. this happens all the time. You know nope. what I mean? He's going out and getting his guy. Right, exactly. It happened like as you mentioned, Wiz, it happens all the time. And it's not like it's not like the team is spent a high draft pick on Jay Ajayi either. No. He's just kinda hanging Next out. Round, he's got those knee concerns. So right. he might you know, we don't I I don't know, I haven't talked to Adam Gase. He might still like Ajayi, but CJ Anderson's a guy he knows he can probably feed the ball to right. fifteen, twenty times a game and yep. then use Ajayi. Maybe five, five to ten. Sure, spell him right. Uh, yeah, if he got down to Miami, man, I, I'd like it. I'd like it a lot. Um, I felt like, uh, I felt like uh, Dumb and Dumber there for a second. Right, and oh. even not to say if Denver does match, like I'm still happy if he's in Denver, like because Ronnie Hillman's an unrestricted free agent, and whoever they bring in at quarterback, they're going to need a good ground game, and they started to rely on C.J. Anderson at the end of last year, so I, I think they're both good situations. I'd probably just prefer Miami. There you go. All right, let's get to the top 200, shall we? Woo! Uh, the number one name on Michael Fabian's board, I think it's going to be a little bit of a surprise. Le'Veon Bell. Uh, still going to be going very high in drafts, but, man, number one overall. This is a year, and I, I, I know I say this almost every single year, but uh, this is really a year where I don't want to go number one. I really don't. I, I'd, I'd like to pick in that five or six range. Oh, for sure. Uh, somebody else make all the tough choices. I know, man. Look, here's the top five, all right? Le'Veon Bell, Todd Gurley, Adrian Peterson, Antonio Brown, Julio Jones are your top five. Odell Beckham, Rob Gronkowski, DeAndre Hopkins are 6, 7, 8, and then Devontae Freeman, David Johnson, 9, 10. Man, I tell you what, it, when draft time comes around, you can throw those names in the hat, just jumble it around, and, and any one of those guys, I mean, maybe Gronk doesn't go number one overall, but any one of those guys I could see going in the top three. I'm I I would bet that there's probably some fantasy league in Massachusetts somewhere where Gronker's going one. Gronk goes number one. Here's a real quick thing on Gronk, and then there's another name I wanted to get to in this top 200. But with um with all these tight ends moving and the position getting deeper, like last year I was cool with taking Gronk in the first round, um because I think in our fantasy live league I took him and Julio back to back. I picked ten and eleven at the swing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um so basically that counts as a, a first rounder for me. But like. 
with so much tight end depth, I don't think you need to reach into the first for Gronk anymore. I agree. Like, I think it's I think it'd be better to get one of those top end wide receivers or get one of those few like guy, you know, a guy like David Johnson or Adrian Peterson, one of those guys that's for sure going to get their touches at the running back position. While while I, I completely agree with that, I will make the case for taking Gronk in the first round okay. is that he was 25 points better than the next time. Yeah. Oh, I'm not going to fault anybody if they do. <laughs> I just, I just think who that was, the – Who was number two? Gary Barnard. Gary Barnard, Gary Barnard. Baby. The barnyard dog. Who, uh, admittedly, I mean, he had he had a great stretch midway through the season. He kind of fell off a little bit late. Um, and, and Gronk is just – I mean, he literally is head and shoulders better right now than everybody else. So I think that's, that's going to be the argument for taking him in the first round. Yeah. I mean, oh, man. It's I, I you know just, nine yeah. times out of ten it's a position it's a weekly advantage to have Gronk against whoever your opponent has at tight. I end. I would agree. But, I I just I'm, I'm not the guy that likes to take tight end that early. No, I look. I'm not either. Um, but but it's gonna happen. People yeah. are gonna do it. He's going to be a first round pick. I, I mean, let's go back to the top though. And Le'Veon sure. Bell. Yeah, yeah, please. Um, I I do wonder because I think you know a few weeks ago. Yeah. I think you could have made the case for maybe knocking him down, but I do wonder. We started this show talking about Martavis Bryant, Bryant not being there. Yep. And Gotta how go much somewhere. does that impact what the Steelers are going to do? Does that mean they rely on Bell, you know, maybe not as a running back, but maybe as a pass catcher a little bit more? And so I wonder if Martavis Bryant's absence doesn't give him more of a, a solid shot at being the top guy. I'd love Le'Veon Bell, but that being said, I just can't take him one overall. Not with the injury concerns. I just can't do it. Um I love his skill set, but again, too many question marks. We who's, don't know who's one overall for you. <sighs> <laughs> See, like if, I look while at you, this list. I was say while you think, if uh, like in Fab's defense, because you know we know he's a traditionalist draft running back early, like we had yeah. quarterbacks. Like if I were doing my rankings too, I'd have a hard time not putting Le'Veon Bell first. Yeah, because while yeah he is Antonio injury, Brown, he is he has injury concerns, but like everybody, ha- you know, he plays a brutal position he and. Does. If he is healthy for 16 games, he like he will probably be the top scoring player in all of fantasy. Like, uh, that's 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 his peak. And if I'm going number one, I'll take that. Is Antonio Brown? I mean, I think Antonio Brown's a safer pick. I think on a week to week, I think he. Uh, Not if Ben gets hurt again. Yeah, and if Ben get if Ben gets hurt again, which he's you know he's been banged up a lot. Le'Veon Bell's still going to get his touches. He's still putting up 20 points a game when Mike Vick was throwing worm burners at the ground. I, I Antonio always, Brown, on the other hand, was punting <laughs> those worm burners after they skipped into his yeah, shins. Yeah, I just I feel like you know on a week to week basis, I feel like when when things are mostly even, and you know I get these questions a lot during the season, especially when it comes to flex plays where it's a running back versus a wide receiver. Okay, and my thing is if it's close, yeah. Go with the running back because it's always easier to get the football to your running back than it is to get it to your wide receiver. I mean, you can turn around sure. and hand the ball off to your running back, and he can get the ball. I mean, it's, it's a lot easier for your running back on a weekly basis to get 20 to 25 touches. It's a lot harder to get the ball in the hands of your wide receiver. I'll give you two yeah. dark horses that I like as my number one overall pick. Okay. And, again, I, ho- I really hope I don't get number one overall, man. But, you know, I'll tell you what. If I did, uh, t- a name I wouldn't be uncomfortable with is Odell Beckham Jr., really, honestly. Uh, I just think he's got that much talent. He's in an offense that uh, is geared towards getting him the ball. Um, I like his quarterback. His qu- First of all, Eli never gets hurt. Um, and, and, again, we're talking about a young, developing guy with upside. Sure, give me Odell Beckham number one overall. I think an argument can be made. Wait, real quick. Developing? I think he's already there. Odell Beckham? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he Odell needs Beckham. to develop anymore. <laughs> but how, but it, this is the crazy thing. What if he is? What if he I is mean, developing? You know, in a non-football context, people thought Steph Curry couldn't develop anymore. And yeah, I don't know. I think <laughs> I think OBJ's already hit Super Saiyan status. His hair is yellow. <laughs> uh, but see, but you don't realize there's another another level. Oh God, he's gonna like, go me- Super me- Saiyan two, man. Mega, Mega Saiyan. <laughs> exactly. You don't realize. No, uh, but no, but really, though, I think an argument could be made um, for Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, certainly. And then, oh man, I know. <laughs> David Johnson. I'm going to say David Johnson. I could get crazy and do that, too. I love David Johnson. At number one, huh? At number, one, like, it's one, a stupid pick. One I'm dot, not even. <laughs> one dot oh one, huh? Not and even, I look, I love David I'm not Johnson. Even, I'm not even saying it's not. It's a stupid pick. But, man, I could get stupid with David Johnson. Is it? It kind of is. is. One dot oh one. I mean, look, I love David jo- there. I love David Johnson, but, man. You know man. who else loves David Johnson now? Bruce Arians. You bet. 
Yeah. Better believe it. That's true. And you know what Bruce Arians loved to do last year was give the football to his lead running back. That's yep. why he was throwing 25 yep. carries a game at Chris Johnson. You know what, you know what David Johnson's going to do with 25 carries a game? A lot of damage. I again, I mean, I get it, man. Like, look, you're you're preaching the quiet. I just think it's a stupid pick because we don't quite know what his role will be. Um, and uh, and again, he he didn't really do it all last year. I mean, I get he put up multiple uh, like double digit touchdowns, but it's not like he was a featured guy all year. No. What happens? What happens when defenses start gearing for that? You know Once, what I'm saying? There's a they, lot of questions. They marks. did down the stretch, and people couldn't stop him. Yeah. They they knew. Why are you so, selling me, bro? I, I <laughs> I'm want, in. I want, I'm in. I want James to get 101 in the fantasy live draft this year <laughs> and to John call David James Johnson. James Coe is standing on the edge of the <laughs> cliff. Right. And while, while Alex is in exactly pushing you, he's like, look, I, you can make it. Go yeah, and do it. Bro, you, can, you, won't, you won't hit those rocks. You can, you can okay, totally do it. Real All quick right. before we got to move on to some yeah, other 10 chunks. Devonta Freeman. Man, I had him in a bunch of leagues last year. I accidentally dropped him in a couple leagues last year. Oops. Um, When Tevin Coleman looked like he was going to run away with the backfield. God, I love his upside. I love what he did last year. He just worries me if they're going to start trying to give the ball to Tevin. Yeah, I feel like there's a potential regression. Like, he was so much better than Tevin Coleman last year, though. Like, he ran hard. He was dynamic. He caught, you know, he caught passes. He finished. But, like... But he did fall off a bit down the stretch, too. Uh, I mean, all, mo- a lot, was, so was, many of his touchdowns came early. Yeah, I mean, he was still posting, like double-digit points because you get over 100 total yards. That yeah. offense was what hamstrung him. I also, I also think, I mean, you talk about... C.J. Anderson, how Jay Ajayi isn't Adam Gase's guy down there in Miami. Remember, Devontae Freeman was drafted before Dan Quinn and those guys took over there That's in right. Atlanta. So yeah, it's, it's hard to have him not be your boy after he puts after up it, like 15 true. T- but, total you know, yards. All of a sudden, we'll start talking about, well, you know, we're gonna we're just gonna go with the best guy. We're gonna we're gonna go with the competition. We're we're gonna have you know we're we're gonna see right. how it fo- how it works out in camp, and then before you know it, you know that that. Market share that Devontae Freeman has suddenly turns yeah. into maybe sixty percent of the game. Yeah. So my, my point, my point is, I mean, obviously this is top, it's a top ten. It's not totally indicative of how the first round would go. But man, I would, I love Devontae Freeman. I'd have a hard time taking him in the first round. I would too. I would too. I'd love him in the second, but eleven through twenty, <clears throat> Lamar Miller, Doug Martin, Jamal Charles, Mark Ingram, Lashawn McCoy. Uh, are 11 through 15, 16 through 20. Des Bryant, Allen Robinson, A.J. Green, Thomas Rawls, Matt Forte. Now, what sticks out to me uh, in this 11 to 20 range, every single one of these running backs is has gigantic question marks attached to them. Um, Lamar Miller, I, I know you guys love Lamar Miller. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not quite as in love with Lamar. I like him. I like him. It's just, again, uh, the workload has never really been there. What happens when the workload is there? Doug Martin has had an up-and-down career. Um, but uh, I'll tell you what, right now, uh, I would take Lamar Miller in the first round over Devonta Freeman. I would feel so much better about that pick. I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that. Heck, if you took Lamar Miller over David Johnson, I wouldn't disagree with that either. Um, here, Real quick, I wanted to look this up because I had uh, – I think I talked about it with the free agency thing that uh, Bill O'Brien had given 15-plus touches to one of the backs yeah. 26 or 32 times. Okay. I saw uh, on Twitter Warren Sharp at Sharp Football had tweeted that uh, the last time Bill O'Brien had a healthy running back, which was 2014, he called the highest rate of run plays in the past three years of any coach. Interesting. Um, In one-score games. And okay. then he also uh, – yeah, within, within one-score games had the highest percentage. So, like – that's a he loves to run the ball. They went out and paid Lamar Miller a bunch of money. Like yeah. I think he has the least amount of question marks attached to him there. You might be right. <clears throat> I don't I don't disagree with you. Jamal Charles obviously coming off an injury. Mark Ingram has just for me it, it, for for my book has either always been injured or unproductive. Uh, I'm not I'm not a buyer of Mark Ingram, especially at that price. Yeah, LeSean we, McCoy. We, we know. We know. <laughs> we know. LeSean LeSean McCoy has all these off the field uh, question marks surrounding him right now related to that uh, nightclub incident. Um, and then Thomas Rawls, broken ankle, man. Like, you know, like I know Fabs loves him some Thomas Rawls, and when he played, I do too. He looked, he he looked like a beast. Am I the only one who feels like seventeen is low for Allen Robinson? I think it is. I totally like. I I looked at that and I thought I would totally take him above above Martin, Charles, yep, yep, Ingram, yep, McCoy, yep. Des. Yeah. I would take him above Des Bryant. I I maybe maybe it's recency bias maybe you know maybe i've been spending too much time with matt harman i don't know <laughs> but i feel like 17 is is really low for alan robinson yeah i would push him up into the top, the top couple of this this 10 to this 10 range here yeah, I would. and and des probably too 
if Romo can come, gosh, man, Romo's getting that plate in his in his uh, clavicle. I don't think Romo survives a 16-game stretch, and if he doesn't, what the heck happens to Des Bryant? Well, hopefully they draft a quarterback and he gets time to develop. And Des is still a freak, though. He is, but look what he did when you know these random dudes were just throwing well, the ball. Let's like, not forget you didn't like, Brandon, you didn't like Brandon Whedon. He had his foot injury last year too, and that's that's a big big detriment, time. big, big time. detriment to a wide receiver. Um, I'd love to see what Des Bryant could do uh, regarding his foot injury, and then again, I just I just don't trust Romo. You know, uh, to play 16 games. I have to wonder if Matt Forte slides up in this this 10 10 range now that he's with the Jets and they seem committed to making him their featured back. Yeah. If they get a if they get Ryan Fitzpatrick or another I think I think that I think that impacts it and I think a lot of people want to see what happens exactly with Bilal Powell and Kyrie Robinson and how exactly they get deployed in I feel like that's one of those picks where it's so not sexy and you don't feel excited about it when you put the sticker up on the board in the second round. However, at the end of the season, when you're staring there and Forte's the RB11 or something, you're like, damn. Yeah. You're like, damn, that was a good pick. I done did it. I, I did it. I did the thing. <laughs> Everybody else no, is taking true. these high upside guys, and it's you're like, 30-year-old running back yeah, on the Jets. Exactly. Okay, I'll yeah. go back to my chair All right. now. All right. <laughs> again, but again, uh, we talk about if you had that five or six pick. It'd be great if you could get him 15, yeah, 15 17. Yeah. You know what I mean? So uh, I don't mind it. Yeah, I don't mind it there. I think just, you know, some some of these running backs, man, Jamal Charles, Mark Ingram especially, uh, Thomas Rawls is, is – I, golly, we got to see so much more before we can feel comfortable saying that they're in this uh, second-round range. All right, let's get to the third round. Alshon Jeffrey, Demarius Thomas, Brandon Marshall, Keenan Allen, Sammy Watkins, Julian Edelman, Amari Cooper, Jordy Nelson sneaking in there, Brandon Cooks and Cam Newton, your first – Sneaking? <laughs> That's why I highlighted him. Like I can't believe he's so low, and this isn't even okay. ho- this isn't that, even homerism. That that seems like a. I just have a feeling people are gonna kind of forget. I won't say forget about too. Jordy Nelson, but it's kind of like you know he's been out of sight, out of mind for a whole year now, and it's like, oh like, yeah, Jordy Nelson's still there. You know, this is a guy that I was looking at this before last season, and then right. Jordy Nelson uh, got injured, so I scrapped it. Okay, um, I had deleted what I had, which was foolish of me. But aside from Antonio Brown, over the last, like, 40 games-ish, um, Jordy Nelson had the highest fantasy points per target, fantasy points per touch. He's playing in one of the best offenses in the league with the best quarterback in the league. How in the hell is he wide receiver 15? Okay. I, I feel like if I like if I were doing a live draft, and, like, one of the leagues I've been in the longest, it's a live draft. We get together at a pizza place and yeah. we have the board. Okay. If I were sitting there at 28 and Jordy Nelson's name hadn't come up, like, I would be – Silently giddy, like I'd be double checking my list and yeah, looking at the like, board and like, is he still like, there? This, this, I would this make can't be right. I would make the pick and spike an entire pizza. <laughs> <laughs> like I was, I had this, okay. like, somebody it was discussion on somebody on Twitter. I was like, they so were I, talking about it. I would have Jordy Nelson as a top ten wide receiver. Okay, so where, no doubt. So it, he's definitely in that eleven to twenty range for you. Oh, hundred percent. Is he? He should be. He's should not in the top ten though. I would. I would no. probably not top ten picks overall. Top ten wide receivers. I would like. bump. I would probably bump Thomas Rawls down to the the second. You know, the third third round and put Jordy Nelson up. In well, there. here's the thing. I would take Jordy Nelson over the 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 four, five, six guys in front of him. Amar- like here, twenty two is Demarius Thomas, and then in order it goes Brandon Marshall, Keenan Allen, Sammy Watkins, Julian Edelman, Amari Cooper. I would take Jordy Nelson a- 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 ahead of all of those guys. I, I would take him ahead of Demarius. I take him ahead of Demarius. I take him ahead of Alshon. I'd probably take him ahead of AJ Green too. I'd. That's why I have him at about wide receiver seven. Like I'd feel better with him being back in that pa- in that Packers passing offense. How much. He can how much he can do, how good he is, how much Aaron Rodgers relies on him. Right. Like for a, a long time, basically, Aaron Rodgers' third down play was snap. Where's Jordy? First down. Sure. Like, and he's a red zone threat. He's a deep threat. Yep. He's had over. He'll have had over a year by the time the season comes around to recover from his ACL. That's true. I mean, we always hear That's like, true. oh, that he's recovering so fast. He's ahead of schedule with everybody. But right. like, he's gonna come back. He's still only. I think he's like 31 years old. So like, he's got plenty left in the tank. I just I was flabbergasted when I was all of a sudden I was just reading the list and I was like, twenty eight, wide there. receiver fifteen, yeah, wide receiver fifteen, yeah. I would hundred percent take him ahead of Amari Cooper, no? Uh, yeah. Oh God, please. Like, <laughs> 
Yeah, I would too. I think yeah, I think you're right. The, an argument can be made about AJ Green. I you know, but AJ Green again still healthy, and, and with all of the departures that they've had at the wide receiving core, I think he's just gonna fun- his, they're gonna get funneled more his, targets. His there. target share was never in question. Like he's still gonna get this. He'll get the same amount. I don't know that it's gonna increase, um, but he'll he'll be he's a fine guy there. I just like Jordy Nelson's upside with Aaron Rodgers throwing him the football. I hear you. I like it. I like it. Uh, Cam Newton at number 30, your first quarterback. Uh, again, this is your top 200. This is not necessarily how drafts are going to go. I think Cam Newton Aaron Rodgers will definitely uh, go in the first two rounds, um, especially Cam because, man, it's it's so funny. I never really realized this, but Cam has got a humongous um, fan base. And, and, and fantasy got – I mean, again, fantasy is about getting your guy – and a lot of times you're going to see Cam Newton go uh, because he was so productive last year too. But, man, I, I think you'll definitely see him go in the first two rounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, Probably. You'll see, you'll see Aaron Rodgers go in the Especially first Especially in, in most uh, – In a lot of casual, you know, more casual. More casual yeah, yeah, casual, yeah, casual drafts. That's that's what I'm talking about. All right, 31 through 40. DeMarco Murray, Jeremy Langford, Latavius Murray, Mike Evans, Jonathan Stewart, Ryan Matthews, Jay Ajayi, Carlos Hyde, Jarvis Landry, get Greg Olson. God, this is a mess. This it's this is where this you look is, at the running backs. And but we're in just, round three. We're round, round four. Three. Round four. But yeah, round four. It's a mess. It's an absolute mess. I, I mean, I want no part of Jay Ajayi right now. Nope. Um, and uh, again, Demarco Murray. I mean. I Man. like I like that he's on the Titans now. That's another one of those ones where it's see, not a it's not a flashy pick. But I was going to ask, like, you know, is the stink of the Titans upon him now? You know, because I I I mean, yeah, but we, he's gonna look. Antonio Andrews was a fantasy commodity last year, getting 15 carries in that backfield. Demarco Murray is a better player than Antonio Andrews. True, right? and as slow as Demarco Murray is these days, he's faster than Antonio Andrews. <laughs> So like, look, it's not gonna be it's not gonna be a league winning pick, but it might be a solid RB two where you get eight to fourteen points a week. I'd rather, if I had the choice, uh, I mean, obviously, I would rather have the upside of Jeremy Langford. I'd rather have the upside of Carlos Hyde. I'm scared of Jeremy Langford. Are you? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Why? They the Bears just offered a nineteen million dollar contract to CJ Anderson. They did. They were giving the ball to Kadeem Carey a bunch also when Matt Forte was out. It wasn't Langford's show. I'm worried they don't believe he's the future. He's a guy I want to go back and study more, but I – oh, man. Let's Talking say, about risks in round four, no, I want no part of that. Really? I mean, look at the rest of – you want you want Jonathan Stewart shares? Yep. I'd take oh, Jonathan Stewart. I, I, I'd take I'm Ryan with, Matthews. I'm, no with Jay, I'm fine with Jay Stu. I like Ryan Matthews now that DeMarco Murray's not there to get in his way because Darren Sproles, is, is he's still the third down pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back. Absolutely. Um, Do I take Eddie Lacy he's got in the next 10 and take him over that situation? Uh oh boy, it still gets really ugly. C.J. Anderson, if he ends up in Miami, I'd take him over that. Um, I maybe maybe I still have some sort of weird, crazy fantasy you know man crush. But okay, I, I would move Jarvis Landry up. Um, stop. You know, I I really I know I I know I, I, know <laughs> I, I rode that. Maybe you have some kind of. <laughs> I know I know I rode that train even after the wheels fell off. I was still trying to push that thing along, yep. but. Uh, I still believe. I think this is the especially especially if they get C.J. Anderson. That's one more thing in place. There's Devontae Parker. They had Lamar Miller, but they didn't use Lamar Miller. I'm I'm assuming they're going to use C.J. Anderson. You know what? We got to go back and look at Adam Gase with wide receivers. He's done a good job. No. Yeah. I mean, he's had fantastic wide receivers. He's had really good wide receivers, of course. But where does Jarvis Landry fit into that? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. No. 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 uh, I mean, obviously, we we view uh, Jarvis Landry as much more of a PPR asset, but you know, I don't know. Maybe he could stretch the field. We'll see. See what's going to go down. Mm-hmm. Um, the next 10, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Larry Fitz, still in there. In the Gosh, he went from like round 16 last year to round five. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, Jeremy Macklin, Eddie Lacy, finally. Jordan Reed, Kelvin Benjamin off of his injury. Eric Decker, Emmanuel Sanders, Doug Baldwin. Uh, what I find a little bit hard to imagine is that in any league where you've got Cam Newton going at the end of the third. Yes. That Aaron Rodgers wouldn't be a couple more picks. I mean, like I think, yeah. I, I think right. when you start talking about one of the quarterbacks going off the board, you're going to get a couple more quarterbacks going right after. So, oh yeah, um, you know, and I'm fine with Cam at the end of the third. I think that's going to happen in a lot of leagues. But I would imagine you're going to see Aaron Rodgers go within a pick or two <laughs> at 
after that. I, I just have to. I wanted to raise my hand <laughs> Wiz has got his hand up like, yo, and call on me. Just Eric Decker at wide receiver 23. Like, why do we keep hating on poor Eric Decker? Hey, look. What I've does come, he have I've, to do I've come around. to deserve the respect he needs? I have come around. <laughs> I'm a believer. Eric Decker should. I don't know how high I put him <laughs> yet, but he des- definitely needs to be in that 10 to 20 range. He should did, not- did he buy you and Matt Harmon a drink one time? Is no. That- he I just plays have- good football. Y'all He's love great- yourself some Eric Decker. Hey, after what he did last year, how do you not, though? How do you not? How do you not? And, you know, let's go back to the – I mean, if, if it's Geno or, you know, uh, somebody else throwing right. the football, I mean, maybe like if it's Colin Kaepernick. Maybe, maybe? I, might not, I might not love him as much, okay. but – He's still a fantastic player, and well, I want to take a fantastic player on a good offense with pieces around him over, like, I'd take Eric Decker over Benjamin, Macklin, Hilton, Landry for sure. I mean, and I, I Would mean, you take him over Larry Fitz? Oh, yeah. I don't know why Larry Fitz yeah. is the top-ranked Cardinals receiver. I love Larry Fitz, but, like, yeah. I don't. I, I don't think he should be this I high. Hate, That's I, the name that jumped out at me. I'm and like, I, I wouldn't buy. I wouldn't buy Larry Fitz in the fifth round ever. It's speaking too high. Of, speaking so, of Eric Decker, I, I hate to pull this card out, but okay. He did have success with Tim Tebow. Oh God! I mean, oh God! Why? I, I mean, he why had, do you utter that name? He had 612 yards and eight touchdowns. Stop, <laughs> Stop with like, it! With the combination of Stop it, Tim Tebow, Kyle Orton combination oh, in Denver. God. Is Kyle Orton still around? He needs to be a backup. No, he just remember he hung him up and just walked I off. Know. He just walked out of the locker room yep. and probably with a beer in his hand. You know, that's okay. He like and Jules from Pulp Fiction are walking the earth together. Um, yeah, it start. Yeah, you know, I I thought you were going to talk about Eddie Lacy. Well, I just went on my big rant about Jordy Nelson. I can't stump that high, but I will say about Eddie Lacy, I think it's a good sign. There were rumors that the Packers were front runners for Matt Forte and stuff. Yeah, it's a good sign for their belief in him and his like off season, you know, workout and getting in shape and stuff that they didn't go out and pay for a big free agent. I'm sure. They'll, um, you know, maybe re-sign Starks or pick up Ronnie Hillman or get somebody in the draft behind Lacey. But this seems like they're giving Lacey a chance to earn that second contract because Ted, Ted Thompson loves paying his guys. You know, he yeah. always signs his own guys, doesn't go out in free agency. Right. So that's a good sign. I, that would definitely, that definitely bumps Eddie Lacey up for me. Well, you know, maybe those pictures of him with Tony Horton. Maybe. Or maybe the Packers sign Arian Foster in June and we just go whelp and throw up everything. <laughs> Oh man, this is gonna be great. Eddie Lacy on Ab Ripper Act. Look, I love it. I love honestly, it. If if Eddie Lacy is there at forty five, I would gladly. Oh, absolutely. Gladly snap. I would spike another pizza. <laughs> if, if I got Jordy Nelson at twenty eight and Eddie Lacy at forty five, I might just flip a table. And that is great. I could see. I could see Gelhar doing that right now. He just spikes two pizzas, pukes all over the place. Everybody's like, "Why are you spiking? Pizza? <laughs> We're gonna eat that." <laughs> That's great. That's wonderful. Um, surprise! Some surprise names uh, in this group too. Doug Baldwin. Do we believe in a repeat performance? No. Uh, he played really well. He played so well. He played well. really well, but I feel like he played over his head at times last year. But even if he even if he falls back, is he not I mean, in this range it's still there. Yeah, I you know, honestly, this is the range where I start cuz I've been wondering about Doug Baldwin a lot and he's a guy I want to go back and watch more too, but uh this is probably a range where I'd feel good getting him. Because this is like, if depending on the board falls, you're probably either getting, you've got two or three running backs or wide receivers, one or the other. So, like, if he's your, uh, you know, wide receiver two and you've got three good running backs, great. If he's my wide receiver three, like, all right, I like that. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like, okay, the, the biggest spot for him to regress, obviously, is the touchdowns. Touchdowns. Obviously. 14 touchdowns for a guy who'd never had more than five in a season. Well, and, and that was, that, that's what I was just about to say. He's never really done it for more than, what, eight, the eight games that he played at the end of last year? He's never really done anything like this at all. Um, right. I, again, even if there is regression, though, because uh, what do you end up with yardage-wise? Uh, uh, over 1,000. 1069. 1069. Yeah, 1069. Let's say he gets 10, to like 1050 and, like, Seven touchdowns. Is this a, is is that still an okay range for? He's still like a top twenty five receiver, though, right? If that's the case, isn't that somewhere? And that's where you right. kind of want to be in do, this range, right? Do you think he gets to ten fifty? Because I could easily see him. I mean, oh, man, I could see him getting to eight fifty two. Yeah, I, you know, I, I was gonna say I was gonna say about nine fifty. You know, something but like that. The thing is, it the Seattle offense morphed in the second half of the okay. season, and Russ took the next step. And this this might be the time where they're like, they've been giving him more and more control, but now they're like. All right, all right, no dog. Marshawn. Take take the reins. Mm-hmm. Like this is your passing offense, and we're going to use Thomas Rawls to complement that, not right. the other way around, as yep. it's always been. That's right. So this passing offense could be on the rise. I like it. Um, 
I can't right. believe I'm saying it, but I do like it. Uh, Doug Baldwin there Should at we do that price. Ten more players, sure. And then dap it and get out of here. Yeah, All right, absolutely. Tom Brady, Andrew Luck, Jeremy Hill, T.J. Yeldon, which you could just drop way down. Dion Lewis, Josh Gordon, no. Uh, C.J. Anderson, <laughs> Alan Hearns, Tyler Eifert, Russell Wilson. Again, you can look at the whole list NFL.com/slash/top200. But James, Josh Gordon elicited a no, no from you. Absolutely not. First of all, uh, we saw what happens when he missed uh, 10 games. He was horribly out of shape. Um, and again, I'm of the mindset that the NFL, um, you need to be not only around the game, you need to be practicing. It's, I think it's a complete slap in the face to active players to say, hey, listen, this guy has missed an entire year of football. He hasn't practiced at all for an entire he's going to come back and be one of the top 25 wide receivers in the game that's ridiculous it's ridiculous well he's not he's going to be one of the top 26 wide receivers <laughs> okay fair, so, fair. so 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 there. he's got me so there facts um i no. mean i'm willing to take a speculative pick on him but if we're talking sixth round that's not speculative that's man. not speculative like you are expecting him a to starter. come in and you know at least be your third wide receiver or a flex i mean you're saying something. he's gonna be a starter and that your team. No. i think there's i think there's there's too much uncertainty now hold on for that say he gets i don't know when he could officially get reinstated i don't know that part of the the league you know rulings and stuff like that say he gets reinstated next month and he has the full off season to to work out with his new quarterback and work out with the team and get all the reps. You're telling me you wouldn't take a sixth round pick nope. on a guy that when he was healthy just a few years ago and he's still young. We're was, already was, hearing reports about how out of shape he is. Was the best wide receiver in football. So I'm 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 as I'm sitting here just trying to like figure out the timeline. Okay, he he has applied for reinstatement that happened in late January. Here we are in mid March. Still no word on that. Um, I mean, I guess we'll see, you know, and we could do this podcast four months from now and the hype train is like off the rails because he looked good in minicamp and, you know, he makes a big play in the preseason and, you know, all of a sudden we're all going bananas over Josh Gordon. But as we sit here on March 15th, 2016, let's, let's, let's flash back to like last year's draft too again in this range. This is the range where you start taking – stabs at upside guys this is where Allen robinson went after missing most of his rookie year and never doing anything sure you're, you're buying into that upside this is where martavis bryant's go and stuff like that i am i think if i if you get josh gordon in the sixth round that's a discount you're gonna have to pay a lot more to get him come draft day no way i, I mean th- those guys you mentioned though it's not like they missed football for an entire year there's not reports of them being 30 pounds overweight you know what i mean like i I mean, those guys have been – the guys that you mentioned have been around football, and it's like we saw what they can do, flashes uh, for at times. I just think Josh Gordon – it's like, listen, man, we're going back two years now to say, hey, listen, we saw flashes. You know what I mean? Like, no. No. Not at that price, absolutely. <laughs> so I feel but, like I'm kind of in the middle here because, you know, Gelhar is very much like he's, – he's on board. You are very much not – I'm kind of <laughs> waiting to see. The thing, wait and see. The thing is, if if you get Gordon and he does deliver at or even a little ways off of that level he did in 2013, that is a league swinging pick. It is. Yeah. I di- I don't disagree with. There that. are really few other players that you can pick like that and know if he hits his upside that it's that big of a swing pick in these middle rounds. I agree. I just like he. I just don't think he's going to get there. I don't think it's possible. Uh, we're we're talking about either injuries because he's been away from the game for so long, or just you know just straight up just not productive. All right. One other name I want to talk about in here Please. is uh, Dion Lewis. Uh, they I think you could move him up. You could probably move him up. You could move him up. He was. Fan- I would. I would like him in. I could take him in the, maybe the fourth or fifth. Oh, I mean, t- and, for, and the other thing. T- come on, T.J. Yeldon. Come on. Yeah, that's he's gonna he's gonna go. I, I mean. Again, you got to drop him at at least two rounds from from this price. Thanks, Jaguars committee. Like, good good for them. You're going to be a better football team. But thanks for stealing two of our running backs. <laughs> as as we we as we were right. walking to lunch yesterday, uh, we happened to walk past Maurice Jones Drew, who okay. basically who laid it out as it is. He's like, you know, thanks a lot, Jaguars. Basically, they they essentially took two running backs off the board. Right by signing Chris Ivory, they took they took him and they took T.J. Yeldon pretty much off the board. Right. Thanks a lot. 
I would agree with that. Um, can I can I mention one thing too? Uh, we, we've talked about this a little bit uh, with the all the cr- great defensive signings the Jaguars have made. Um, I really don't think they're going to be in quite as many shootouts. Uh, and as a result, and, and here's the other thing about Alan Hearns. Um, not only do I think they're not going to be in as many shootouts, Alan Hearns has always had a problem. Again, going back to high school, had a problem um, staying healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, I just. Again, he had a great year last year. Uh, we talk about magical seasons all the time. Um, I just felt like last year was his magical season. Uh, I would be really surprised if he plays a 16-game stretch. And, I, I, I mean, I would just be blown away if he got the double-digit touchdowns again. Well, he probably won't, but in the sixth round as a wide receiver three, I, I love him in that range. Um, you know, I, I also try to like, get your injury concerns, but I try to not draft out of fear of injuries. Because that's you know that last year I did that I took you know Jay Stu and Mark Ingram in a lot of leagues and I got fourteen great games out of them for the most part. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, I'm not. I, I worry more about Hearn's regressing statistically than any kind of injury situation. I I will tell you that I would take him over Josh Gordon. He played he played very well last year though. I would probably take him over Josh Gordon, but yeah, I I, I do think he takes a step back. Um, but you know, I, you know, I guess at this point, six, seven round, I, I, I probably want to take a shot at. All right, there you go. Uh, one name I do want to mention, uh, maybe two names. Uh, okay, they're kind of tied together. Uh, Alfred Morris and uh, Matt Jones. Matt Jones is uh, ranked number seventy-five by Michael Fabiano. Um, if Alfred Morris is not going to be back, and it doesn't sound like he's pretty sure he's not. I'm pretty sure it's going to be Matt Jones's backfield. No. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Chris I mean, Thompson played Chris well. Thompson no, Chris Thompson played really Peter well. Thomas. They might draft a guy like. Ugh. This backfield's a mess. It's a mess. But if 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 it is Matt Jones and Chris Thompson, um, Matt Jones has got to move up. No. Yeah. No. Huh? I like him. Does you he? didn't. You didn't see the flash. The the one week flash. Okay. Yeah, I remember that game. All right. I remember that game. <laughs> I remember every getting everybody getting burned for the next eight weeks trying to start him afterwards. <laughs> Good point. Uh, just the size-speed combination. Again, I, I say that a lot, I know. Size-speed combination, though, man. Starting running back, it's hard for me to get away. It's hard for me to put him down into that 70s range is what I'm saying. I mean, in general, the backfields of the NFC East are a disaster. Washington, who yep. knows what's going on. Okay. The Giants, mess. Oh, mess. Cowboys, they need somebody in there right now. Hey, Derek McFarlane. Run DMC. 1,400 total yards. Yeah, but you know they're going to go get somebody. Yeah, you know they're going to draft somebody yeah, or they're they going to have a post-draft okay. signing. Seek. <laughs> right. I mean, so, like, you know, there's there's no there's nothing that's solidified in that backfield. The Eagles right now probably have the most clarity in their backfield situation. Right until Matt. they draft Seek. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I can see go. the Cowboys moving up in the draft. Um, they don't have the to move end. up. They're at four. Oh, at the no, end no, of the first. No, no. At okay. the, yeah, at the end of the first, grabbing Derrick Henry. That would be fine, too. That'd be yeah. interesting. Oh, gosh. Heck, yeah. Very interesting. Absolutely. Derek Henry behind that monster line. Give him the space. Yeah. Hello. Watch out. All right, so should we do Daily Adapt to get out of here? Let's yes, do please. it. All right. Extra, extra. Read all about it. This is the Daily Daps and Hub. Give me daps because I'll be scribbling right. Give me dabbing up daps and Daps Daily Dap time. WizKid from Wisconsin. What's up? Uh, all right. So I'm going to Daily Dap a video game. My friends from back home have been trying to get me to get forever. It was on uh, – it's called Rocket League. It's on PlayStation 4. I think it's coming to the Xbox One. And it's on uh, PC as well. So they were like, get it, get it. It's a lot of fun. It's only yeah. 20 bucks. Finally this weekend, somebody sent me the link. They're like, you can get it for $9. I was like, all right, what cool. the hell? I was like, I'll buy this game. I'll play it with you guys. Basically what it is, it's an extremely simple – but extremely fun game is you basically play like two on two to four on four soccer, but you're in cars that are like rocket propelled. So like you're trying to dribble and doing jumps and flips and like hitting the ball into the net. It is so simple, but it's so polished and it is so fun. Interesting. Like hilarity ensues. It's the five minute games. What like, console do you have? I played on the, I played on the, uh, the PC, but what's really cool about it too is this it's a kind of a two-hander dap for oh, me interesting. is that it was just announced yesterday that cuz I play on the PC and I can play against people on the PlayStation and huh. at Microsoft announced that they're going to launch an effort if they can get buy-in from everybody else to do cross-platform gaming for like Ooh. all games and Rocket League wow. is, one of, is one of the first ones so but for Rocket League it's like their test kind of where you'll be able to play with people from the PS4, Xbox One and PC all at the same time wow so I, I plug I plug one of my Xbox controllers into the PC to play, but man, that game is fun. Like I was I was about to go to bed last night. And I was like, I'll just play one game of Rocket League. <laughs> five, five minutes. Of course.
course, that turned into, that turned into three games because I lost the first one. I was like, I can't go out yeah, on a loss. Yeah, you can't go out on a loss. But uh, you can't go out on a loss, kid. Daily daps to the people that came up with that idea. Like, I don't know how you're like. Wouldn't it be great if we played soccer with like rocket propelled cars and a giant ball? Oh man, it is a blast. All right, so it's it's a lot of fun. I highly recommend it. Mark Grant, what's up? Uh, I'm gonna keep the nerd talk going here, and I'm gonna daily dap. Deadly Class, uh, the latest comic series I've picked up and have been reading. I, I started it because I'm just generally a fan of most anything Rick Remender writes. Uh, I started by uh, by reading Black Science and um, Fear Agent, and and like he did a series of Uncanny X Force that was pretty phenomenal. And so I went and just at the at the store and grabbed the first three volumes of Deadly Class. I'm almost through the third one now, and I'm sad because I realized the fourth one doesn't come out until July, so now I'm going to be left with this void in my comic book life, but absolutely <laughs> phenomenal. Um, takes place in the late 80s, uh, kind of about a group of kids who all come from just really weird, uh, you know, kind of dysfunctional backgrounds, and they are all at a kind of a high school, a private high school for the Deadly Arts. Uh, they're all high school for the deadly. They're learning eyes. to be assassins, basically. Ooh. But it has so many of the, uh, you know, just kind of the themes of high school and alienation and learning to fit in and all that sort of stuff, all surrounded by the fact that literally they are running missions to assassinate people. Um, it's super intense. It's why I mean, like I've, I've been reading it at night before I go to bed, and just. I almost wish I could put a camera on myself to see what I look like because my girlfriend <laughs> my girlfriend walks in the room and she's like, why are you frowning? Why are you – what's going on in this book? It has been phenomenal. I, I really can't put it down. It's, it's, uh, it's been incredible. So I – and the other part of it is reading kind of the, the author's notes at the end of it. Um, in a lot of ways, it's a very personal story for him. Not that not that he went to a school for assassins or anything, but <laughs> but just his you know talking about him you know having moved around a lot was he was young and being an outcast and trying to fit into different high schools that the, the main character I think uh, he identifies a lot with, and so you kind of get that sense that it's a sort of a personal story. But even just from the action and the storytelling, it is absolutely amazing. So go out and grab Deadly Class if you are uh, of such a mind. Deadly Class. Deadly Class. I like it. All right, I'll give a daily. Uh, we'll keep the nerd talk going. We are just. Dorks, man. Yep. This is hilarious. We're going video game this comic is books. No surprise. I, I know. So I'm going to go with an anime, Attack on Titan, which okay. I know has been Love out. Love Attack on Titan. I know it's been out, uh, but uh, uh, but I finally got around to it. Um, and man, what? A, I'm only two episodes in, but man, what a great anime this is. Basically, uh, the concept is uh, that there's these titans, these giants. Uh, they go around, they just destroy towns and villages. And so finally, somebody's like, nah, F that. I'm going to go kill these guys. <laughs> and so like, uh, and so that's basically, like I said, I'm only two episodes in. Um, if you've seen the movie, a hugely underrated movie in my mind, Pacific Rim. Oh, I love Pacific Rim. I love Pacific love Rim. Pacific. But it got skewered. My, I uh, there's another thing. My my family doesn't. I mean, they kind of understand me, but my mom was like, "You want to see this movie, don't you?" And I'm like, "It's giant robots fighting giant monsters. <laughs> What's not to like? What's not?" To it like? got skewered. They're making but, a second one, I believe. That's good. Yes, absolutely. No, I thought it was hugely underrated movie. Uh, but it's a, it's a, a similar concept. If you saw Pacific Rim, basically, right? Like uh, these monsters or whatever attack uh, uh, these towns. They they try to build up giant walls, but you know. What's the, the show called again? They're called Attack. It's called on, attack, attack on Titan. Okay, Attack on. Titan. And uh, I'm watching it on Crunchyroll. I think there's other platforms to watch. I want to say it's on. I don't know if it's on Hulu or Netflix, but I know there are other. I feel like it's on Hulu. I don't think it's on Netflix, but I feel like it's on Hulu. Uh, but anyway, I'm watching it on Crunchyroll. So if you've got Crunchyroll, I'm watching it there. Attack on Titan. Awesome. I'm only a couple episodes in. Which, by the way, so, I mean, if we're going to nerd out all the way before we get out of here. Please? I mean, if you like Attack on Titan. Okay. You want to go something older. I don't know if you've watched Evangelion, which. Uh, oh, yeah. Neon Genesis Evangelion, which is. It's great. It's great. And it, it's actually, when I watched Pacific Rim, it took a lot of those themes and a lot of those storylines from uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Um, it got, the only problem with that anime was that it got too much sexy time. Uh, yeah, it's not for the kids. <laughs> yeah, it's not for the kids. And Good uh, disclaimer, so we don't get angry messages and the, from uh, parents. And, the, and the, the movie at the end, because it's like, I think it's, 20, it's not 26 episodes. I think it's like 16, 18 episodes, and then there's a couple of movies at the end. It's just which too, get, it's too which much get, sexy time. Which dude. the movies at the end get very psychedelic. Oh, totally. Um, it's like, what am I watching here? You know, uh, you might be better in an altered state. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it, but in terms of the themes okay. and the storytelling, I yeah. think a lot, a lot of the, a lot of the uh, kind of giant mecha 
yeah, uh, sort of kaiju anime have taken a lot from that. I like it. I like it. All right, so there you go. There are your daily dabs. There Let's we get go. out of here. Let's man. do this. Like, subscribe, do all those things on iTunes. NFL Fantasy Live podcast for Alex Galehart, Marcus Grant. I'm James Go. We're out. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com.